So everybody, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm back at home, um, which is nice. Um, nice but sad, because I had such a great time over at my mum and dad's. Um, but, you know, um, good to be home. Oh, it's also though, um, I was going to say I feel really refreshed. I do though. Just spent all the time down at the beach. Um, not the main beach because that was just crazy. Um, but over at one of the side beaches, which if everybody else had just walked like ten, five, five minutes even, they would have been able to find. But instead, they just all crammed down onto Viking Bay. And it was just insane, just insanity. There was no um, social distancing going on at all. It's just madness. Anyway, you know, I suppose it was outside, you know, but, you know, I just didn't. For me, for me, I just wasn't comfortable, but there you go. So we moved on to a to a side beach, and that was fine. You know, there was about uh, what I'd say maybe thirty people, if that. It was great. It was just great. It was lovely, and the boys, Oscar, spent all of the time in the sea absolutely fantastic just in the sea like a water baby just exactly like I was when I was his age um and I wasn't really feeling up to it so I just wanted to sleep so I um yeah I was dozing um and boys were in the sea making sea castles sand castles Ruben was um on his boogie board too it was, they just had such a great time. It was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Um, I managed to sort out my. Eventually, eventually, I've managed to sort out my uh, credit card with Tesco's. Oh, it's been such a nightmare. Apparently, they've never seen any kind of problem. Like I, I blocked my card, didn't I? Because I forgot my my pin number. And they've been trying to unblock it ever since. And they keep telling me that it's unblocked, but it hasn't been unblocked. And so I actually had to go and prove to them whilst they were on the phone. Uh, I said, so I'm, I'm going to go into this shop now. So I'm on the phone with them. I've got my mask on. And I've got, I'm buying, I think it was Savers, the shop I was in. So... And I bought a sponge. I don't want to get loads of things. So I bought a sponge. I'm on the phone whilst buying it. I'm saying sorry to the woman behind because I can't stand to be one of those people who's on the phone. Um, I think it's rude. Anyway, so I'm doing that. And uh, so I'm talking to the woman. And the man thinks I'm talking to him. Gareth, I think he was called. So I'm trying to have like this three-way conversation, two-way conversation. Um... And, uh, you know, 
and he, and she says, yeah, the car's been declined. I said, yes, I know. The car's been declined, Gareth. He said, well, why is it doing that? I said, I don't know. That's your job. You're supposed to know. So then he's telling me to um, do this there. It still doesn't work. still doesn't work. So then he says, I think, he said, to be honest, I don't really know what's going on. I said, right, okay. Um, perhaps you better go away and, and have a look and talk to somebody who does because um, he's telling me to do all this other stuff that I've been doing for the last what five days is it five days more than that maybe so eventually he goes away and he calls me back and they've gone he's going to go to these his IT guys to find a solution and he says right you need to go back to the ATM Right, I said, and you've got to unblock it. I said, I've tried this before, but we'll do it again just to, you know, just to say we've done it. But this time it actually worked. So I got very excited. And then I actually did go out and try and buy something and it worked. It was fantastic. So I can go and spend money again. So that's nice. Um, yes. And then, oh, then we went to Morelli's in Broadstairs. Oh, so good. Now, I think mum mum is going to remind me. I think it's the oldest ice cream shop. I don't know. I can't remember. But it was very good. Um, obviously, I don't, eat, I don't eat ice cream. But I do eat sorbets because they're not green. So, I had um, mango sorbet. Very good there. Delicious, delicious. Very good. Yeah, so, and then we came back, um, fought with the children, tried to get them them in the bath, all brilliant. So now, okay, so now we're looking at, I'm putting it off really, I'm just putting it off. We're looking at a sonnet 127, 128. And I can I know you can hear it in my voice, I'm putting it off. But I think probably the best thing to do is just head down, plough through it. Right. How oft when thou my music music playest upon that blessed wood whose whose motion sounds with thy sweet fingers when thou gently swayest the wiry concord that mine ear confounds do i envy those jacks that nimble leap to kiss the tender inward of thy hand whilst my poor lips which should that harvest reap at the wood's boldest boldness by the blushing stand to be so tickled they would change their state and situation with those dancing chips o'er whom thy fingers walk with gentle gait making dead wood more blessed than living lips since saucy jack so happy are in this give them thy fingers give thy lips Oh, me thy lips to kiss. 
Okay. So, let me get my notes. So this is going, obviously going back to if music be the food of love. Um, that kind of sonnet, but just a little bit more pervy. So, how oft when thou my music, music playest upon that blessed wood, whose motion sounds with thy sweet fingers, when thou gently swayest the wiry concord that mine ear confounds. Uh, should we stop there? Mm. Do I envy those jacks that nimble leap? Mm, to kiss the tender inward of thy hand. Let's go to there. Very often when you, my greatest source of delight, that's my music, play music by moving those wooden keys on the keyboard of the um it was called the virginal which is like a hov uh, like a hov chord, which is like a um harpsichord which is very much like a um bit like a stringed instrument resembling a sort of a small tinky 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 grand piano not grand piano but it's got grand piano so many idiots written a grand piano it's not like that but it's uh yeah it's resembling a piano resembles a piano um yeah the harpsichord resembles a piano i'd say yeah um, with your sweet fingers confusing my ear with the harmony of those plucked strings. Because remember, I told you about the tinny sounds, the plinky plinky sounds. I envy the keys. Um, they leap up and kiss the tender undersides of your hands. Whilst my poor lips, which should harvest that reap at the wood's boldness by the blushing stand. While my poor lips, who ought to be doing the kissing, stand by the blushing at the boldness of the keys. To be so tickled, they would change their state and situation with those dancing chips o'er whom thy fingers walk with gentle gait making dead wood more blessed than living lips to be tickled like those keys my lips would gladly be transformed into wood and change place places with the keys over which your fingers gently walk, blessing the dead wood more than my living lips. 
since Saucy Jacks so happy are in this, give them thy fingers, me thy lips to kiss. Since the keys are so happy to touch your fingers, let them have the fingers, but give me your lips to kiss. That's me chucking my my glasses off. Okay, so there there are lots of things in this. Um, So basically, it's basically a man sending this to a woman saying that he fancies a snog. Basically. And doing it by putting in lots of innuendo. By innuendo, now with some of you I talked about innuendo when we we, um, did restoration theatre and it's all about making pervy puns about using words which could like sound like they're normal but also could be a bit rudy doody so yeah so there's there's this he keeps talking about wood upon that blessed wood um at the wood's boldness by these blushing stand, making dead wood more blessed than living lips. Okay, um, and I, I'm sure that you know what getting wood means, but it usually means having an erection, and it did that did then. So he's put that in there. Um, just to be really subtle, it's a bit. I think if, if we were going to, do, if you know, it's basically if he was going to be sending this in a text, he'd be sending lots of eggplant emojis. That's basically it. Um, that's about as subtle as he's being, essentially. Um, yeah, really. Um, and it's not really we've seen Shakespeare be really much more eloquent than this this isn't really his kind of style and this is much more in keeping with other kind of writers such as Don and other writers who would kind of wish to be a glove uh, which embraced a hand or a hat on somebody's head or a handkerchief which would you know um dot onto somebody's lips or a glass for the same reason or a lap dog you know being in somebody's lap um or in a case of a barnaby barnes in the sonnet sequence of oh this is a great name hang on i'm gonna put my eyeglasses on panthenia phil and oh is that Pan, pan, oh, hang on a second, I'm not reading it right. 
Parthenophil. Parthenin. Parthenophil. And Parthenophy. That's right. The wine which his mistress drinks which gradually works through her body and makes her makes its way out by pleasure part so the wine becomes wee and comes out grim grim but that's, you know, that was written as a sonnet to a lover. I just, I'd have to, I'd just be... I just think I would be so dodgy. Wouldn't you? I love you so much. I want to be a piece. I want to be some wine and come out your bottom. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> People are weird. Right, okay. I just think, wouldn't you just think, if you got that, I think, wouldn't you just think, freak, and move on. Moving forward. Anyway. Anyway. But, however, this is, this is the way that Shakespeare's going. This is what he's doing now. Um... This is an interesting... I wonder why he's changed his direction for this. Is is this a... Is this a sign of... Jealousy that... You know, he's, he's saying... Um, he's envious... Do I envy those jacks that nimble leap? Because we know how envious he can be. So one thing we know, what we know about her is that she's a musician. Um... Or that she can play music. And two things that we know is that Shakespeare has is trying to find a route to her that he didn't use with the fair youth. This is not this is not the way that he used with the fair youth. This is so that's really interesting. You know? This is a new technique. Very interesting. Anyway. I mean, it makes me heave, but it 
so amazing isn't it because you build up this this picture of a person and from the plays i just think oh my god he's amazing but from the sonnets which is much more personal i just think you're a psycho and you know you you would be going nowhere near my daughter or my sons because you're a psycho and neither of you know my sons nor my daughter are good enough for you because you're jealous and fickle and faithless so ugh. right okay so obviously my sons would have to grow up but you know okay um now we're going to move on we're going to move on to somebody called jay bernard jay bernard he was born in 1988 he is a british writer artist film programmer and activist from london um that just means that he has a voice and he wishes to use it um you can be an activist if you want to be you know he feels um like um he wants to make a, a comment on things culturally around him you could be a um an activist on the climate you could be an activist on you could be a political activist you know you could be um an educational activist you you know he has been a programmer at BFI Flare since 2014. Does that mean anything to you? Doesn't mean anything to me. And co-editor of Oxford Poetry. And their fiction, non-fiction and art has been published in many national and international magazines and newspapers. He was named a foil young poet of the year in 2005 now his pamphlet the red and yellow nothing was shortlisted for the ted hughes award in 2016 and the collection tells the story of samorian the black knight um, at camelot um who is a, a Moorish son of Aglavale, one of King Arthur's knights at the Round Table. Um, wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was elected as a fellow of the Royal Society of Literature in 2018. Um, yeah, so he's, you know, he's doing loads of, of groovy things. Grew up in, uh, born and grew up in London, uh, sorry, in Croydon in London. cool 
wow, was the first, what? Oh, I see. His, uh... oh, hang on. Right, Bernard uses the pronouns they and them. Their Jamaica-born grandmother was the first black councillor in Croydon and the first black member of the Inner London Education Education Authority. Sorry, I was only reading half of that. Mm, first black councillor in Croydon. That's brilliant. Very cool. Right, okay, so the the poem that I wanted you to um, get is a, um, a poem called Flowers by J. Bernard. I'm saying Bernard, I like the emphasis, emphasis on Bernard, but maybe it's Bernard. Don't know. J. Bernard or J. Bernard. Don't know. Right, so it's flowers. Will anybody speak of this the way the flowers do? The way the common speaks of the fearless dying leaves? Will anybody speak of this the way the common does? The way the fearless dying leaves speak of the cold? Will anybody speak of this the way the fearless dying leaves speak of the coming cold? and the quiet it will bring. Will anybody speak of this, the coming of the cold, the quiet it will bring, the fire we beheld? Will anybody speak of this, the quiet it will bring, the fire we beheld, the garlands at the gate? Will anybody speak of this? The fire we beheld, the garlands at the gate, the way the flowers do. So, This was written about um, the New Cross fire in 1981, where 13 young black people died and 27 others were injured. And now he also links it to more recent events, in particular the Grenville, Grenfell Tower fire of June. 2017 so it's amazing um, 
inhale. Um, it's amazing how a poem can really simply tell a story and remind us or remind people that things haven't been sorted out so the New Cross house fire was a fire that occurred during a house party in New Cross, South East London, in the early hours of Sunday, 18th of January, 1981. The blaze killed 13 young black people aged between 14 and 22. And one survivor committed suicide two years later. I think people called it sort of survivor's guilt. Nobody has ever been charged in connection to the fire. Um, at the time, there was a fairly high degree of racial tension in the area. And far right groups, including the National Front, were active locally. So, there'd been a lot of, um, a lot of, um, a lot of problems with, uh, work done following the the deaths of the of the young young people and nobody felt like it had been fully investigated enough um, or sorted out enough and I think people feel that the same way for the Grenfell tower you know, I think people still haven't got back to a sense of normality there. And I think in Jay's poem, they've written quite simply poem that reminds us um, a poem that rem that reminds us to to speak of it um, and to keep on remembering um, 
so it's simple and sometimes a very good friend of mine um, uh, her, her mother's died and she keeps um, her flowers putting, putting her flowers on, on the bench she's got a bench for her, her mother and just putting those flowers on the bench um, is a simple thing to do but it's so um, it's such a beautiful and evocative um, and simple way of reminding um, herself um, about the love that she has for her mother. Um, and it's a way of keeping that connection. Um, and flowers tell stories, don't they? They, um, and Flowers used to tell stories all the time. Um, flowers have a secret language. If you look up secret language, um, different flowers say different things. Um, I mean, yeah, so you have things like forget-me-nots, but um, obviously, but different flowers mean different things. Um, I'll look it up and I'll tell you tomorrow what different flowers and different say, mean different things are. Um, so people used to say, send different flowers to when they to to as a as a message um but um if somebody dies <coughs> then just leaving flowers can just translate that message of you know you are remembered and I will I have remembered you and I care And so that's just been put very simply in a poem. It's very powerful. It's very cool. So it started to rain, which is not cool. Um, you can stop tomorrow morning, thank you. I want a nice hot day at home. Just planning for a day at home. I've got some work to do tomorrow um, for school. So, um, yep. Yep. Setting lessons tomorrow. So, that'll be done. Um, and then, God, sit in the garden for a bit. Do some more. Um, yeah, so guys, I hope you're okay. I want you to stay in apart from your constitutionals. I want you to stay well, wear that mask. And I want you to stay gorgeous. And we will look at um, what Shakespeare is up to tomorrow. Even if, through, even if it is through our hands, our fingers, and we are looking like sneaking through our fingers thinking what is that man writing now we will look at it 
together. <sighs> I don't know what he's up to. But yeah, we'll look at it tomorrow. I do apologise. But you know, 16th century. <sighs> Rubbish. Right, okay. I hope you're okay. And yeah, you can get in touch with me, whatever you want. Tra la la la. That, that's Captain Underpants. Anyway, you take care. Bye!